This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discuss the construction landscape here in Central Ohio. This is Bryce Jacob from J.S. Brown and Company here with Greg Hansberry. Hey, Bryce. How you doing? Great. Are you ready to edutain today? I'm ready as ever. Man, I love it. You're always ready. It's like you do this as a job. It's kind of like that. Yeah. It's great. Well, you know, we needed to boost ratings. Okay. Because we have a lot of people listening to the program, but Mm -hmm. I think it's time that we boost ratings. And the only way to do that is bring in a special guest that's been Mm -hmm. here multiple times. Um, a proven track record. Some, uh, some call, here. yes. Some call her Mrs. Know It All because <laughs> she knows everything in the industry. But we, all right, oops, she heard me. Her 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 uh, ear sets on. So there we go. Uh, yes, you all know who it is. It's Monica Monica Lewis, and she's with J.S. Brown and Company. Yes, <laughs> golf clap. It's a golf good clap game. over there, and Monica. Monica does know everything. Really, I've well, been she, working with her for quite for, some time, and she is does four. What episodes or three episodes that you've been on now, Monica? Oh, at least four now. I, so yeah, she's. Oh, yeah, I think this is four. Yeah. 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 I don't be, know everything, but I know what I don't know. Well, that's good. And it's taken See, me twenty some know. years to get to that point. <laughs> that's good. Well, you do know a lot, and you have a lot of credentials too. And alphabet soup means that you've pursued education and you've actually passed ex- exams that have given you these credentials and. So let's walk through some of what these are, because there's a lot of alphabet soup behind your name. Yes, just so you can test my memory on this one. So I hold a certification that you also hold, mm-hmm. Universal Design Certified Professional right. from NARI, UDCP. Uh, from that same group, I have MCR, which is Master Certified Remodeler. I'll have that one next year. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, after that is one from the National Kitchen and Bath Association, which is CMKBD, which is a certified a master no? kitchen and bath designer. Yeah, and I won't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, and so all those are really geared toward the industry and um, what we're doing in the world of design and how we're keeping up with design and, and making sure you're an expert. Because, it's impressive. You know, Greg and I have talked about this a lot. and. You can have a lot of people who claim to be designers because they know that a kitchen has a dishwasher, it has a sink, it has a microwave, and it has a refrigerator and a place to cook food. But that doesn't mean that makes you a kitchen designer. And there's a lot of technical aspects that go into it. There are an awful lot. And I remember very early in one of my trainings where an instructor said, let's just assume you can make things pretty. Like you wouldn't have pursued this business if you didn't have some natural taste and talent and inclination towards making things look attractive. So let's just assume you can do that mm-hmm. and ignore that for the rest of the this class. What we're talking about is the technical aspects, the practical aspects, the, you know, sort of mathematical, scientific, you know, pieces of it that go along with the creative right brain side of things. And so there is an awful lot that goes into certification that doesn't have anything um to do with what most of the public thinks of as design. But with designers, we know that that hard, you know, practical stuff goes right hand in hand with the pretty stuff mm-hmm. or the pretty stuff doesn't work. And then right. what's the point? So, yeah, they're they're both important aspects. And, and most of those certifications push really hard on those technical aspects. Well, and those uh, technical aspects give you the knowledge to uh, really plan a project accordingly to 
the way it's going to flow, but also what what the, what the house allows it to do, mm-hmm. and understanding the way that the house is was built previously. Because in the world of remodeling, we don't have the luxury of just going in and making a clean slate always. Right. Right. Really dealing with that. And it's one of the things I love about homeowners when they call. Um, and this is sarcasm here. <laughs> uh, when when people call and they're like, "Well, you're just taking a wall out. It's very easy." Yeah. And, you know, we want to expand the kitchen. We just are going to take that wall. It's not that big of a deal. It's only 10 linear feet. <laughs> and you go, okay, well, what's in the wall? And we're like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's just like, okay. Well, yeah, the taking down the wall part is easy. It's dealing with all the stuff you exposed when you took down the wall that, that can be challenging. So, so yeah, it's, that's what makes it fun though, is all of yeah. those pieces and parts and making them all work together like a big puzzle. Yeah, and speaking of fun, we just had a lot of fun because um, the other weekend we had the Nary Home Tour. Yes. And that's always such a fun time. It was so fun. And I think this was extra fun because of the homeowner. Yeah. I mean, she was amazing. And, you know, the house was gorgeous and the design was wonderful and and everything looks great. And, you know, solved a problem for them as well Mm -hmm. as giving them all the updates and everything that they wanted. But just hearing her talk about the process and, and relating to people who were considering remodeling was just wonderful. I just love hearing homeowners talk about their their she, experiences you know, and everything. Yeah, she was great. There would be people asking questions that we'd be answering, and then she'd just butt in and say, well, and actually, and then she'd take it a little <laughs> bit further. And you, you don't always get the homeowner who um, will not just open up their house to you, but is willing to stay there mm-hmm. as a hostess. And she did that the entire time. And the fun part of it, and now I'm, I, I have my theory why she did that because we were serving mint juleps during the, uh, you know, for Derby Day. <laughs> and it, was it was a party. Fun. Yeah, it and then we party. were doing uh, margaritas for <laughs> for Cinco de Mayo. So both days I saw her hovering around the water cooler there or the drink cooler, um, but she was just awesome because we had the little photo booth set up and yeah. she really allowed her home to become a platform for us to highlight what we do. Yeah, and that's what's so fun about these home tours is folks get to come in and see the work that you've done. And and in this case, meet a wonderful homeowner and ask questions that might sound biased if we answer them. Right. You know, so it's from the horse's mouth. Yeah. 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 Oh, using a derby Mm, term. I like that. that, This is good. A little hangover from the derby. (laughs) Well played. Uh, But yeah, it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) did she just get disqualified? No, she did not. Okay, all right. Without being disqualified. Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh gosh, (laughs) wasn't that something? Oh, I never seen anything like that. Well, no one steward of this podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for facilitating the way that you do. Let's uh, (laughs) checks in the mail. All right. Well, good. Well, that was a great home, and uh, and it teed up something that we're going to put a little teaser out for you all today. And this is an event that we're going to be hosting. And if you're listening to this podcast before this event occurred, well, then you're in luck because we're going to do some do's and don'ts of kitchen remodeling hosted by one of the most uh, renowned industry experts. Uh, Oh, she happens to be here in the studio with us today, Monica Lewis. And that's on May 15th, 2019 at Fortin Ironworks. It's over at 44 West 5th Avenue in Grandview. Be sure to come um, and you can give us a call in advance to give us a head count of who you might have because we're going to have some food and drinks available for you. We don't like to do anything that doesn't have fun surrounding it. And uh, Fort Nine Works, if you haven't been over there, they're our next door neighbor. We're on Hess Street, they're on Fifth, and we kind of abut properties together. And uh, they have a beautiful, beautiful showroom there that they've allowed us to set up. And that's I'm great so for excited that they're yeah. hosting us because they can let, allow us to spread out a little bit more in there. And if you haven't been to their showroom, it's amazing. You're going to get so many great ideas for custom projects you want them to make for you after you go that um, everybody's really going to enjoy that space and, and walking around seeing all their cool stuff. 
Yeah, and you're going to educate them on the do's and don'ts of kitchen remodeling. So Yes. We got a lot of folks that were very interested who came through the tour home. We mentioned that to them, and I think we'll have a pretty good attendance to that. But those of you listening, we'd love to have you there. Greg, you should come, too. That would be fun. Yeah, and just check it out and see what what we do do with this stuff. Um, And in lieu of a tip of the week, which I know this is why you show up, Greg. Well, this this is almost better. Yeah, well, and I've, I've already I've looked ahead. I'm seeing what you got here. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we're not l- losing the tip of the week. We're no, gaining, gaining an entire it's show. It's basically a show of tip of the week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the yeah. do's and don'ts. Tips of yes. the week. So if you can't make it or you missed it, this is just a teaser. It's not the full expanded version of what you would get the night of attendance, but we decided to do a few of the do's and don'ts. Yes. Perfect. Or maybe yeah. just some of the, maybe some of the easier do's and don'ts just so yeah. you don't think that you shouldn't come right that's right maybe we'll, and maybe i'll go off the board with some that didn't make the cut that's true for that's the top idea. for the top five the top yeah. five that's mm-hmm. right i'm gonna have a lot of ammunition when i go home to my oh, life you, yes uh-huh. this is gonna be a good one yeah yes. thanks monica you can be bossy because you, you do this don't do this i know yeah normally the do's and don'ts i get in the kitchen <laughs> are like you yeah. know wash your hands <laughs> yes stop, yes. Do wash stop your hands snacking and don't try to cook yeah uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so when you're watching those right. home improvement shows, you can say, now see, the reason they did that was, or, oh, that's a mistake. Yeah. They shouldn't mm-hmm. do it that way. This is going to work in my favor. <laughs> I know that's it right. That's right. Okay, so should we uh, should we do a batter up here and see what, what we what you come up with? Or first, do a do or a don't? Which, uh, Greg? Let's start with the do's. Let's, let's do a do. Let's keep it positive. Uh, let's, let's do start the with do's. The, let's start with a do. Okay, so this first one is near and dear to my heart because I do love social media. I do. I enjoy it as a pastime. I enjoy working on our Facebook page for JS Brown and Company. Um, but it can be sometimes a bit misleading, maybe, I might say. I think it's a great resource, too, when you're first considering a remodeling project, particularly a kitchen. There's so many resources, so much out there, and you're kind of like, what? Do, where do I start? I think social media can be a do to take advantage of all of that search power, search mm-hmm. engine power of Pinterest, of house.com, of Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, to find things that are inspiring to you, whether it's a particular designer or a manufacturer or a color scheme or whatever it is, just to get out there, start looking, see what new products are out there that you might not be aware of, see what kind of styles might be um, percolating that you think might work for you, your home in particular and, and the age that it is, and to, to get that research started i would well, say that is a do that's a great do because a lot of times folks don't know the jargon of our industry and mm-hmm. they're always trying to explain things and we kind of look at them with a little bit of the deer in the headlights like what are they i know they're saying something i have no clue what they're you talking know, about like that thing joanna did that yeah. one time on that one show with the white kitchen show me yeah, <laughs> yeah. show me a picture and they show you a picture and you're like oh <laughs> i get it now I'm you were you. way off base so uh, and it is great for that because there were just you had to be able to be pretty descriptive if you were mm-hmm. going to connect the dots previously. And now you can just put a uh, a folder together, you know, on yeah. on House or Pinterest, and um, have it be a project folder and tag certain things that you really like in it. It's really helpful. I know our interior designers have enjoyed that quite a bit, and it certainly is something that we've learned to decode. Yeah, when a client shows you twenty different pictures and there's something different about all twenty. And they're going, I know, I'm just such a mess. And we start looking at it and going, yeah, but I see where you're going with it. Yeah, and I we see can the consistency. We can make that 21st picture theirs. Right, exactly. And it, it gives you a really quick insight into where their taste is. And even if they can't necessarily spell it out for you verbally because they don't have the jargon like you talked about, they can at least show you some things. I, I like this, but 
but not the color. I just like how it feels or mm -hmm. I, I really like the shape of these cabinets, but I don't like the finish. You know, they can yeah. start showing you something that that helps you get into their mindset. And and once they start finding some stuff they like and saving it or liking it or, or whatever that particular social media platform does, that platform's just going to try to serve them up more. So it's almost like they can search without even trying. You know, mm -hmm. the next time they log on, that stuff's going to be served up to them as, hey, you might like this too. And it makes their job a lot easier. Yeah. Absolutely. So is there a don't that coincides with this? Oh, there is such a don't that <laughs> coincides with it. So the problem with the internet is that you can get all of this information because anybody can put stuff out there. The problem is, is that anybody can put stuff out there <laughs> and it may not be true. It may not be true for you in your situation. They, they may not have been telling a falsehood in whatever it was they were talking about, but the perfect roof for Florida is not the perfect roof for Ohio. And, you know, there's lots of things with remodeling that are very specific to your home, the age of your house, your particular design, your particular budget. There's an awful lot of things that your designer and your contractor are going to be able to pre-filter for you. And you have to just take everything online with a grain of salt. You can't necessarily take it as the gospel truth for your situation in particular. So you've really got to be a wise consumer, ask the questions, talk to the experts that, that you start collecting once you, you get into your project a little more deeply and um, read, but you know, trust but verify. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. look and read what's online. Let that inform the questions that you want to talk to um, the, the plumbing showroom person about or the, the cabinet maker about or things like that. But listen to what they have to say, too, because they're going to know specifically about their product and your situation and what they think is best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good don't. Um, you know, <laughs> just today I had a, a phone call with um, a woman who wanted me to come out and talk with her about redoing a master bath and then expanding a laundry room mm -hmm. and taking an office that's adjacent to the laundry room and converting that to a large mud room and laundry and really making this a nice entry into the home. And I asked the typical question that I, I normally do. And I just said, have you thought about what you're comfortable investing in a project like this? And she said, well, my husband thinks it's going to be 10 to $12,000. And yeah, no one can see the face that you just gave, but that's <laughs> what mine did on the phone too. And I, and I said, yeah, that's uh that's not, not, not going to, it won't work. And I said, you know, you mentioned taking the shower out, expanding the shower, getting rid of the tub and putting a freestanding tub in and then replacing vanity. I said, your, your bathroom, if you're going to have a design build company come in and get this and do what you need to do and it's permitted, that's going to be sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 easily. Just that one piece. Just that one piece. I mean, mm -hmm. we haven't gotten in the laundry room. And she's like, oh, he, you know, he. Exactly. I just kind of went. You know, and I, there's a tool, cost versus value, which we mm -hmm. talk about all the time on this program. And I advised her to go to that. And she said, I still want you to come out. You know, this is where you go. I'm never going to yeah. get that time back. <laughs> and uh, you, she said, I want you to tell my husband that. And I just said, you know, I, I'd like for you to look at cost versus value together. Yeah. You know, do this together. Because she said, I thought it would be more. And she said, we we have the money to do it. Yeah. And she said, and I said, but you aren't going to move a guy being a guy yeah. who, you know, buys his clothes at TJ Maxx to, you know, invest in a project like this. He doesn't believe that it's really, truly worth that. And, you know, to go from 10 to 12 to 60 to 70 on one of the portions of the total project is going to be a hard move. And so you know, I asked her, yeah. where did he come up with these numbers? And, and she just said, you know, he just thinks it should be that. And so there are good resources out there. 
uh, like cost versus value. There's great resources, social media, mm-hmm. and there are the things that you have to be cautious of. But there are ways to do things for less. And I explained that to her. You know, if you're going to do some of the work yourself or you want to be the general contractor, you can get the cost down. You'll still not get it to 10 to 10 ten to twelve thousand dollars no matter what you buy to put in there yeah if it's going to hold water it will be more expensive <laughs> than that so it's just interesting how you know folks get their information and make their decisions so yeah are right, you ready for another one i'm ready for another one great you ready for another one? okay yeah all right all right so my next one is i do think it's helpful to set a budget it's much more helpful to set a realistic budget <laughs> given what we were just talking about. Mm. And there's lots of places you can go, like we just said, there's cost versus value, there's there's lots of reputable places where you can start researching this sort of thing. But giving yourself something, even when I have those conversations with clients where they say, well, you know, we're gonna be able to afford to put in here whatever we want to. And and that is, is true for, for some lucky folks, that they can do that. Even when it's the case, though, they still have something in mind for, for what they think they want to spend and what's appropriate. If you just go into it blind and you pick your first choice of everything, that project's going to blow up very quickly in terms of its cost. And most people can't just spend whatever they want. They they have to, you know, rein in their, their, their needs and wants into a, something that's attainable. So if you set yourself a budget, I think you have a much better shot at hitting the target if you actually have one. Mm-hmm. And it's especially helpful if you have multiple projects lined up for yourself mentally. I'm doing the kitchen now, yeah. but in a couple of years, we want to yeah. expand our family and put on an addition. Well, don't overspend on the kitchen and then not have money to do the project that you want to do down the road. You know, make sure you're you're parceling yourself out. So I think setting a budget is is a helpful do, even if you make a conscious decision later to change that budget, either up or down, at least you started with something reasonable and then you can make a conscious decision later to deviate from it if you need to. Yeah, I think a lot of people get intimidated by what that big monster is. Mm-hmm. You know, if they've got multiple projects, they go, oh, gosh, if I have all these, what will that big number be? And they feel um, maybe self-conscious about asking us to master plan for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've found some people almost come across embarrassed, like, well, we can't do all of it. Like, we'll be disappointed that they don't want to do the whole house all at one right, time. Right, that we'll be, and, yeah, and, we'll be offended or something yeah, if that's we're, the case. We're not. And, I no. mean, so many times... Um, you know, we have our these clients we've been working with for decades now because they've just gone through their house at a pace where they're comfortable and they can manage it, and they've kind of been our clients for life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not a bad way to go about it as well to stagger the steps in and help. We'll help you master plan. Yeah, and that is a good way to know. Okay, well, even though the numbers might change over the years a little bit, to put a master plan together and say, okay, this is this is the big vision that makes sense. It kind of helps you see what the end game could be, not just on the budget standpoint, but how living in this home yeah. might be the right way to invest through these pieces of, of the puzzle. And uh, and don't be afraid to do that. You know, Don't be afraid to hire someone to master plan and then break it down into digestible you know, projects. It's just like eating an elephant, one, one bite at a time. Yeah. And, and, and it, it may change your thoughts on how you decide to approach a project. An elephant? Eating an elephant? Yes. Okay. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bites at a time. <laughs> yeah. Get through the whole thing. But yeah, if you if you master plan the, the the entire home and get all of your big wish list items handled. When I bought my house uh, in Clintonville, I had every intention of starting in the basement and working my way up to the second floor. Mm-hmm. That was my master plan. But then when I designed it, I realized that was the exact opposite way 
I should go about it from a practical standpoint. Yeah. The best thing to do was to start with the big second floor addition project and then work my way down mm-hmm. because of where the basement stairs were and some other mechanical considerations that were just going to make it wrong to do, to do it the other way. And so we tell clients that, you know, if you plan the whole thing, we can tell you the best order to go about yeah. it. And, and we can help you decide where to start and where to stop so that you don't spend more money than you have to and then have to undo parts of it later to connect up. So it, it really is helpful. And you can, again, decide what is a reasonable bite for me to take out mm-hmm. of this chunk if I'm only able to do part of it now, what's the smartest place yeah. to begin? Yeah. yeah. So do set a budget. Yes. And don't... Don't make every decision based only on price. There are other considerations. Um, One of my favorite Warren Buffett quotes is price is what you pay, value is what you get. Mm -hmm. And you can't say, well, this faucet is more expensive than this faucet, so I'm going to go with the less expensive one. That's not always the right call. You have to look at your, your budget as a whole and decide where your priorities are, where the most important Functional pieces, what are the most important decorative things? Um, what are the most important goals for the project? Mm-hmm. If one of the most expensive things is removing that wall you mentioned earlier, because it's really going to change the whole feel of the back of the house, right. but it's also the most expensive item. Well, if you don't remove the wall, are you really getting the project that you want? You know, Are you spending a bunch of money on a kitchen that you're not going to be able to see from two-thirds of the house? Should you maybe cut back somewhere else to get that feature that you really, really want. Maybe not do something now that you could do later Mm -hmm. in another phase. And so I think you need to make your decision. Certainly consider price, but consider things like durability, its impact on the design. How much do you love it? I mean, if it's the thing that's getting you all excited Mm -hmm. to do the project, well, then splurge on that. Cut back somewhere else that's not so critical to you. When I think that the do and the don't go so well together, because I think if you have an overall budget, the skill with someone like yourself is you have the ability to say, these are the things that will eat the budget quicker. Mm -hmm. And in these areas, we have the ability to pull some things back and we can manage those dollars a little bit more creatively. Yeah. And I think we've, we've done a really nice job of, let's see where, where the, the big picture comfort range is for the investment and leave a little bit of wiggle room. You know, let's be real about it because that whole when in Rome philosophy <laughs> seems to take over. And, and this happened to me. You've probably heard me tell this story when my wife and I were doing uh, the project on our home. We were putting a second story on our ranch. So we master planned that and, and it ended up changing our approach. But we put a second story on and we were literally coming back from vacation in the car. My wife's going through a home improvement magazine, which you shouldn't do, you know, if you want <laughs> to save money. And that's a don't. Yeah. And um, do throw it out if it comes in the mail <laughs> and don't read it. And uh, she said, oh, my gosh, doing a whole house central vac system is only about eighteen hundred dollars. And I would seen such bigger numbers previously, you mm-hmm. know, not for that, but for everything else. And I was like, oh, that's nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Compared to the wall. <laughs> Two years earlier, eighteen hundred dollars. I would have like, you crazy. We don't have eighteen hundred dollars. And uh, and so I went, well, well, shoot, you know, that's uh, let's let's put a central vac system. And sure enough, we made a call and it was seventeen hundred dollars. So then we were like, we saved a hundred dollars on putting a central vac system in. And we added it to the to our scope when we were already at our budget. Yeah. And so there are some things. And then, of course, in remodeling, you run into those little unexpected things as well. that You've got to kind of be prepared for, you know, when you open a wall that hasn't been 
opened ever yeah. before. And uh, there are some things hiding in there or there's water damage. There's a lot of different things that you can come across that you have to have a little bit of wiggle room with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to have to look at the big picture and not every little price tag. Be conscious of the big picture, but pay attention to the details too. And don't make every decision on the dollar. Yeah. And I think someone with your expertise has the ability to say, don't skimp on this thing. Yeah. You know, that it, from a performance standpoint, don't just put a shower head in a large, you know, five by six shower. You're right. going to want a little bit more, you know, activity in there. So we want to help think through if you've got space this size, how do we adequately outfit it? Yeah. Pennywise, Pennywise and pound foolish right. is, is the phrase. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, it's a day of quotes. You it get is. what you pay for. Exactly. Life's, life's a series of trade-offs. <laughs> We're all about the old isms, the colloquialisms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do use them. Do. <laughs> but don't overuse them. No. So <laughs> this is just full of tips everywhere. Left and right. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm going to be doing books. and don'ting all day. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's do another do and don't then. Okay. What do you say? All right. So this next one is um, when you're designing, especially at the at the early stages. Your design professional might make a recommendation that is outside your comfort zone. And I would say that a do is to at least consider the option. Sometimes I'll have clients that, that come to me and they literally already have a sketch. You know, I want to move this here and I want to move this here and I want to move this here. And I always want to at least show them that option sure. done to scale on the computer so they can see it in, a, in a, um, a more lifelike representation than their little graph paper or whatever they did at the kitchen table and show them, okay, here's, here's what you told me you wanted, you know, in great detail <laughs> at our last meeting, mm-hmm. and here it is. But I'm going to suggest a couple of other things just to get your feedback on it. And it's not it, it, an effort to or an attempt to insult the, the design expertise of somebody who's lived in that house for a really long time and could have been thinking about this project mm-hmm. for 20 years. They yep. may well know exactly what they want Mm -hmm. but there might be a solution that they've never considered that they've never seen sometimes you get a little myopic when you're living in a space and you don't see all of the possibilities and to at least explore those to me is part of the big fun of of the design phase and to consider what's possible well it doesn't have to cost more no you know i think that's the thing that if you're listening to this you might think well geez i don't want to spend more you may not have designed the most of financially efficient plan true as a homeowner you know and we might say if we were to do this we won't have to have as much plumbing involved because we can tie into the plumbing that's Mm -hmm. here i can get you everything you wanted and move less or Mm -hmm. um, i can get you everything you wanted without putting an addition on the bigger isn't necessarily better right and so it may be worth your time to to listen to what somebody has to say that's outside of your preconceived ideas of what you might want sometimes it's floor plan and layout sometimes it's a finish or a material or something that you may consider a little you know, designery, you know, a little, a little too, too far outside central Ohio comfort mm-hmm. zone maybe, but just look at it, roll it around in your brain, just see if it fits. Your, yeah. your designer's not going to be offended if you say, you know, that's just really not my Mm-mm. style or it's really, I'm really attached to this idea or boy, I like this other idea you showed me better. You know, we're, we enjoy what we do, and we certainly wouldn't show something to you that we didn't think had merit, but we're not so emotionally invested in it that we're going to be crushed if you say no. 
Right. You know, we want you to have what you want ultimately. And we're not doing our due diligence if we don't show you other ideas that we think would work well. So I would say, you know, just let be open to the ideas, be open to the suggestions, consider them, reject them if, if that's what's appropriate. But, you know, take what's offered and, and just see if it fits. That's really great advice for ending up with the right project. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and I, I always phrase it with my homeowners. It's a process of ruling things in and ruling things out. So when I make a suggestion that you disagree with, don't feel that that's my suggestion of what you should should do. Mm-hmm. It's when you're sitting in the space after we're out of here and the project's over, I don't want you sitting here going, wow, we should have thought of, or I wish we would have, and they can fill in the blank because I'd rather have discussed it mm-hmm. and have you go, that was a really bad idea. Or, <laughs> wow, that's intriguing. Let's explore a little bit more of that. Yeah. And at least we rule it in or we rule it out and we can move on. And, and when we're sitting there at the end of the project and I'm there too, cause they're going to want me there and we look at it, they go, this is perfect. Yeah. It's everything we would have wanted it to be. And we know that for a fact. Yeah. yeah. So it's a great way to, way to do that. And a lot of people do have good ideas and you're right. They've been living there 20 years and they've been thinking it through mm-hmm. and they're pretty confident. Yeah. They know they need to do that. So we're very careful not to upset the apple cart on on their emotional yes. journey that they're on as well. Right. It's right. it's their home at the end of the day. So Yes. You want bright orange walls? Knock yourself out. <laughs> we got it for you. <laughs> you know, there's all the shades, paint. all the shades you want. <laughs> That's right. So what's the don't to that then? The the inverse of that is that I do sometimes see um folks you know you're you're talking to them maybe you're attending a home show or you're you're hearing somebody talk about a previous previous experience with something they've done and they ignored that little voice inside their head that said this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. They let a very emphatic mm-hmm. um certain of themselves designer talk them into something that just wasn't right for them. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you've ever shown up to a party in an outfit that just didn't feel right, but somebody talked you into wearing it <laughs> or you bought that car that your dad said, this is the car you need to get. And then you sell it in a year because it just never was the right car for you. That's you why know, they called it a smart car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's that smoke and mirrors. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's that little gut instinct that just because somebody's experienced and just because they're a good designer doesn't mean they're you. Yeah. They're not. Right. I tell my clients all the time, I'm never going to cook in this kitchen. I'm not spending a dime of my own money on this project. It is your home. You're going to live yeah. here. You and your family are going to spend your evenings in this space together. And I want it to feel like you. And so if what I'm suggesting is outside your comfort zone, tell me about it. Say, well, you know, I like how you've opened it up, but boy, that color really feels a bit much to me. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, if we like this, but we don't like that, I can tone that down and make that work for you. Ultimately, this is going to be a space that has to work for you and your family. And if I've done my job really well, you're going to tell me, like you said, this is exactly what we wanted. Mm-hmm. If I did this for a living, this is what I would have done for myself. That's what I want to yeah. hear people say that this feels like us or to have their family come in and say, boy, this feels just like you guys. Mm-hmm. This is exactly your style. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I need your input. I need you to tell me if I'm if I'm, you know, suggesting something that isn't comfortable to you. Don't let your designer bulldoze you over. You know, yeah. ultimately you have to speak up and say this is this is where I have to draw the line on price or this is where I I just I'm feeling it's just too bold for me or it's 
or it's too conservative for me. I need more. You know, give me some mm-hmm. pizzazz. Um, let let us hear that from you. Let us collaborate with you. Let us get a better understanding of of who you are and what you want your space to be like so that we can do our best job for you. Yeah, you know, everybody's a little different too, right? We don't do pick project one, two, or three. No. And that's what it's going to be. I mean, they're all different. I don't think we've ever done the exact same project. We've never done the exact same project. Nope. But there are, uh, every white kitchen's different. Sure. You, know, you might have 100 white kitchens. They're all different. My taste that I have at my house probably doesn't parallel with yours at your house. Yeah. And it always is interesting to me when we're doing a home tour and people come through and they're looking at someone's new space and they go, oh, why would you do that? I would have never done that. Well, that's fine. You know, we won't do that in your house. (laughs) Guess what we won't be doing if you hire us to do your kitchen? That. Because you clearly don't want that. But that doesn't mean it was wrong for that homeowner. And sometimes it's hard for people and they evaluate our design talent based on what people have ended up in their home with. As long as they're happy with it. Jump on that. Because as a designer, there's going to be the challenge. Because when you walk away with it, you guys want to be proud of it and show, you know, be able to show it off. So what happens when there's that challenging client who you don't necessarily love their design well at the end of the day it's their it's their space if there's something someone's doing that's really risky and and it doesn't make a lot of sense i'll share an opinion saying you know that if we did this this could impact your ability to resell the home down the road just so you're aware and it'd be as subtle as that but ultimately if they're really cuckoo nuts over how wonderful it looks for them. You know, I don't That's, want them coming to my house and sure. telling me, you know, I'm not going to take the leftover paint home <laughs> yeah. and put it on, in my walls. Fair but, enough. you know, yeah. if they sleep well at night and they're and they're really happy with what they have, then we did our job. And that, I think, is where the computer renderings really become mm-hmm. a powerful communication tool for us. I remember way, 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 way back many years ago, I had a, a client and we were set on the design in terms of the layout and where everything was going to be in this kitchen. And we were to the point where we were ready to do selections. And she said, you know, would you be really upset if I went shopping with my daughter? She's got really good taste and I'd really like to, she's coming to town for vacation. We're going to go shopping and, and do some stuff. I said, sure, that's fine. And, and she said, if we have any questions, you know, maybe I'll get with you after or whatever. And, you know, at the end of that, she sent me this list of the things she wanted. And I I was concerned that she was selecting a very garish color palette that that the colors are going to be awfully strong and um that she wasn't going to get the space she was thinking she was going to get in in her head and so um she sent them to me and i said okay i said my concern is that this might be brighter than you realize i said let me hmm. put it on the software for you to see <laughs> and so you i put sunglasses on I, I did i mean <laughs> literally one of the colors was called stop red <laughs> and sunshine yellow. And so we had... It was a McDonald's. <laughs> yes, we had red and yellow with very, very bright palette. And I got this in the rendering and I'm thinking to myself, she's not going to like this when she sees it. She's going to want to make changes. And, you know, I had some things pre-selected as maybe step back positions. And when she saw the rendering, she was in love. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I want. This is so friendly. This is so fun. And I said, now, you know, I have these other things and I sent them to her. She's like, I really appreciate your time, but this is exactly what right. we want. Fair enough. And at that point, I'm done. The client's always the, right. Well, you it's, know? and I, you know, you it's know literally, it's there. And it's, that is a 
gorgeous project. They're, it's <laughs> their money, you yeah. know, and I want them to have what they want, even if it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing that could happen is for me to go, I don't know, and not say anything <laughs> and then have them at the end go, why didn't you tell me this was going to yeah. look this way? Yeah. You know, I would much rather show it sure, and let sure. them say, nope, that's it. And then I feel confident that they really know what they're getting and that they're going to be happy because that's all I care about at the end. Cool. I mean, that and a couple of the times I'd like it if they pick the things I picked, but that's just, <laughs> that's just ego. Well, we don't have to photograph but every project. We either. don't have to photograph every project. <laughs> we, we can't. Um, so we yes, yeah. we absolutely physically can't, yeah. but um, you know, that's, that's the end result. And you're certainly not going to dovetail up to every single person's taste, but your job is to execute their taste, not yours. All right. Well, these are good do's Spoken and don'ts. like a pro. So do we have time, Greg, for one more quick do time. and don't? Yeah, yeah we, got, we got time for one more. Let's right. do it. All right, let's do it. Okay. Okay, I'm pick a, a doozy. I'm looking at I'm looking at my list here. Okay, come on, this, pick a teaser. Is, Get them to come to the, you know, our this, event yeah. here. Yeah. This would be the one. Okay. Do come to the event. Do. Don't delay with your RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> don't miss out. Um, okay, so this next one is going to be talking about timing. Um, if you have something important coming up the birth of a child <laughs> a wedding being held in your backyard a family member coming to live with you discuss this talk about this with your design team talk about it with your construction team as soon as you know about it because the chance of them being able to accommodate you goes way up the earlier they know about it um that cannot be stressed strongly enough. You, you can't expect them to read your mind and know about the deadlines or the events or things that are happening in your life that need to be accommodated. So even though those are personal things, maybe events mm-hmm. in your life, um, let let them know that this is a this is a time where you can't be working on my house because something's going to be happening or I need to be done by this time or I can't start until after this time if, you know, if, if these events need to be accommodated. And that's valuable beyond words to to your planning team when they're trying to get your project together. Yeah, you're you're right because we're trying to we need to have all the time to develop the plan mm-hmm. and get all the material and there's always that remember when you're in Rome, right? Yes. There's always <laughs> that why you're here could you add mm-hmm. this and when you add to the scope of a project after we decided what it is, guess what also changes? Mm-hmm. Your completion timeline and it may really throw it out of kilter the later that change comes. Because that means it puts other things on hold, and now we got to put the floor off. Now we got to put this off, and you, you, little Johnny's graduating. Yeah, and he's having a big party. <laughs> yeah, and you need to be out of my house, and it can create a very, very tense uh, point. So, yeah, that's that's a great do. Uh, is share, be open, mm-hmm. and and be flexible. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So the the don't is just the flip side of that. You know, don't wait till the last minute. Mm. Um, I know Bryce will. Um, attest to this as well. You would not believe the number of calls we get in August or September <laughs> from folks who think they can have a new kitchen by Thanksgiving. It's yeah. just not practical. They can just the next one. Yeah, the yeah. following Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, you know, Easter. <laughs> when you when you have an event and then you think, boy, it'd really be great to get this done by then. Your next morning's calls should be to remodeling contractors to say, hey. This is happening in our life, and we'd like to have this project done by that event. Is it realistic? Can we accomplish it? Because um, if you talk to five people and four of them tell you no, you know, really question it's that fifth five one. Real <laughs> <knows>. yeah. <laughs> That's right. because, you know, there's there's stuff that has to happen that 
that you're not going to um, speed up. And um, one of my other favorite Warren Buffett quotes, I was just reading a book lately, and so now I've got all these Warren Buffett quotes in my head. But (laughs) one of his quotes is, no matter how talented you are and, and how much effort you put into it, some things still take time. And his his quote was, you can't have a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. Like, yeah. there are certain things that just take a certain try? amount no, of time. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he kidding, didn't mean it. Kidding. He didn't mean it. Um, you know, there are things you just can't speed up. You know, you're yeah. not going to make your manufacturer yeah. work any faster. You're not going to speed up the building inspector. You know, there's certain yeah. things that just take the time they, take, they time. take. And so, you know, make sure you give yourself enough of that. And don't wait till the last minute and think, well, they said three months and it's. Three months in a day, we should be great. Yeah. <laughs> Rome know? wasn't built in a day and remodeling doesn't happen when you're out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all awesome do's and don'ts. And that was just a teaser for that what's to come just, on the 15th. That was just a sampling, yeah. Folks, one more time, if you just, uh, you know, you missed it the first time, May 15th, 2019 at Fort and Ironworks. That's over on West 5th Avenue. Can't miss it. Great building, great environment. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of our team there. Monica is going to be doing a lot of the do's and don'ts. And we've got Cambria also helping support that, which you know the folks from Cambria. Nina's been on several times. And um, we're going to have some food and drink and just want to have a good time. So it's not a sales pitch. It's just education. It's just going to be a fun, fun evening. Hope you can join us. Monica, thanks for being here. I know you're really busy. So it's always great to have you come in and, and share your expertise at being a real true pro in the industry. I always have fun when I come. Thank you for having me. Uh huh. Well, I'll see you around the halls. Yes, you will. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Well, we I get to do that every day, but you all get to tune in once a week and That's listen it. to our program and hope you continue to do that. Love your feedback. Thanks for all the comments that you've been sharing. Um, you can do that by going to AboveGrade at jsbrowncompany.com. Share your thoughts, your um, interest in what other topics we might cover. And if you don't want to do that, we have no problem with that either. But do listen to the archive of Above Grade if you enjoyed today's show. You can do that by going to iTunes or jsbrowncompany.com. And don't forget to rate and review us when you go on those sites as well. That really helps us uh, know how we're doing and what we can improve with because we always want to get better for you. Until next week, this is Bryce Jacob with J.S. Brown and Company wishing you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.